Welcome, everyone, to episode 121 on the Practicology Podcast. Matthew is teaching us today about our VIP status. Matthew, can you uh, tell us what's inspired this? Have you recently hit Air Canada super elite status or something like that? <laughs> no, definitely not. Thank the Lord. I did recently join a local chocolate store's VIP club. Ooh. I just had to scan a QR code at Peace by Chocolate on the Halifax waterfront, but that's not what the podcast is about today. Better than chocolate store VIP status, better than Starbucks or Tim Horton's loyalty points, and better than any travel points program status, even though I'm sure they bring some fantastic perks, better than all that is believers VIP status as sons of God. Okay, well, now it's making sense. It's starting to make sense. Of course, VIP stands for very important person. And uh, your notes here for the show um, show me that you're thinking of Galatians chapters 3 and 4 today. I love this section of scripture. Yeah, Galatians 3.27 says, Through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. That is VIP status. Hey, maybe you as our listener today, maybe, maybe you're a mom who sometimes feels like you're in such a whirlwind or a brain fog that you don't even know if you're accomplishing anything this week. But you are one of God's special sons. Maybe you're a young man who doesn't feel like you can step up to the standards of Christian male responsibility. You're one of God's special sons. Maybe you're a young single woman and you're wondering whether you even have a voice. Well, you are one of God's special sons. God has given all believers in Christ this elite VIP status. And because we are sons, we have three massively important blessings to appreciate and to live in the good of. We receive the spirit of God's son. We enjoy the freedom of sons. And we are heirs of the kingdom of the son. We receive the spirit of God's son. We enjoy the freedom of sons. And thirdly, we are heirs of the kingdom of the son. Well, those do sound like massively important blessings. But I think we should clarify something here, Matthew. Uh, in the examples you cited a moment ago, you mentioned a mum being one of God's special sons. And you also mentioned a young single sister being one of his sons. But of course, those are females and sons are males. So you've got some explaining to do. All right. So here's a good example where understanding the culture and era in which this teaching was originally given is key in applying the teaching. The opening verses of chapter four of Galatians give us the picture of a family estate, say in Greco-Roman times, you've got the wealthy father, the owner of the estate. You have an heir, H-E-I-R, an heir, that's the son to whom the father will give the inheritance in the future. You have the servant or the slave in the father's house. And Galatians 4.1 shows us that the heir in this example is just a child. He's not mature enough to get the inheritance yet. So there are also guardians who look after the child. There are trustees who manage the estate for him. Now, in Greco-Roman culture, male children did not enter the full freedom and privileges of being a son until adulthood. It was usually at the age of 14 that they were no longer under a guardian, but they would have still been under trustees to manage the estate until about age 25. So it's not until he reached that status and freedom of adult son that he was entitled to the inheritance. And if the family didn't have a son, then effectively they, they had no heir to give the inheritance to. Is that right? Correct, because women had very few rights in that society. They could not inherit family fortunes. So in such a case, 
Roman families would adopt an adult male as their son, so they had someone to whom they could give the inheritance. In fact, Rome's first true emperor, Caesar Augustus, he became emperor because he was adopted by Julius Caesar. He inherited the name Caesar. He inherited Caesar's money. He inherited Caesar's authority. He became a son and an heir through adoption. So since it's only the adult son who gets the inheritance, uh, that's what you mean by VIP status. The, the position of sons was very special. Exactly. And in Galatians 3, 4, Paul is arguing that before Christ came, Israel was living under the law. Therefore, they were just in their childhood stage and effectively actually in slavery. But now that the gospel has come, people can become sons of God through faith in Christ. Yes. And all people can place faith in Christ, not just Jews, but Gentiles, not just men, but women too. So that's what's behind Galatians 3.28. There is no male and female since you are all one in Christ Jesus. Obviously, there are differences between males and females, but he's, he's saying there's no difference in our position in God's family. Every believer, rich or poor, educated or uneducated, save for 50 years or save for 50 seconds, we all have the VIP status of sons in God's family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've all been adopted into this position. Yes, we are children in God's family by the new birth. That's really John's writings, but we are placed into the position of sons by adoption, Galatians 4. So brothers and sisters in Christ are all sons. Uh, sonship, which was basically restricted for males in the ancient culture, well, because of the gospel, sonship with God is available for male and female. We all share in these important blessings that are reserved for God's special VIP status sons. Correct. Thank you. And blessing number one is we receive the spirit of God's son. Galatians 4, 6 says, because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And Matthew, that's a unique title for the Holy Spirit there. I think it's the only time it's used in scripture, the spirit of his son. It is. What do you think, Mike, that God is trying to tell us by using that special title? Well, I think he's emphasizing that the, the Son enjoys the Holy Spirit in a special way. And um, what's shared with every believer in Christ is that they, they receive that same Holy Spirit and, and He indwells us as believers. Right, so that, so that God can have us as close to Him as He has His Son, Christ Jesus. It's like God is saying, I want you to sense the freedom and the closeness with me that my son, Jesus Christ, has. So to make you experience that and sense that, I'm going to place the spirit of my son inside your heart. He sent his son to give us the status of sons. He sent his spirit to give us the experience of being sons. Well, that's, that's great. That's really good. And I think, it's, I think it's good to emphasize here, Matthew, that receiving the spirit of God is something we experience the moment we trust Christ. So Ephesians 1 verse 13, which some of us memorized uh, last summer, says that in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. It happens the moment we believe the gospel. Yeah, similarly here in Galatians 3, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? And of course, it's the latter. That's the point that he's making. So 
receiving the Holy Spirit is not the condition of an additional super spiritual experience. It's not a result of you becoming a better Christian. You became a son of God 100% by faith. And because you are a son, God has sent the Holy Spirit, the spirit of his son to live in your heart. Now, let me be very clear and practical for a moment now. If you are a son, if you're a believer, then let me encourage you to address God as Father. When you speak to God in heaven, address him as Father. Now, I'm not saying you must only or always address him that way, but this is the practical application of the teaching here in Galatians 4. Come to God as your Father. Yeah, I think it's time for us to drop our uh, regular J.I. Packer quote, Matthew. I know we've, we've quoted this a few times already, but um, Packer said, if you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of having God as his father. And addressing God this way is exactly what our Lord Jesus taught us to do too, isn't it? Uh, Matthew 6, when you pray, say, our father in heaven. John chapter 17, in his model prayer, he prays to righteous father, O holy father. Now notice here in Galatians 4, Paul writes... Uh, Abba, Father. Abba is Aramaic. Yeah, and then he follows that with the Greek word, pater, Father. But interesting that he throws in an Aramaic word when he's writing the letter in Greek. Yeah, why do you think he does that? Well, it's because it's the word that the Lord Jesus himself used in the Garden of Gethsemane in Mark 14. This is how the Lord Jesus addressed God. And you've been brought into the same closeness with God as Jesus Christ. You have the same place in the affections of God as Christ does. You're one of his sons. So consider God your father and address him like that. Now, when you talk to your parents, you don't likely think about preparing speeches to speak with them. Likewise, you don't need to prepare a speech to talk to God. Now, I'm thinking particularly of our private communications with God. I'm not saying you need a speech, you need to prepare a speech to talk to him publicly in prayer in the church either. You, Some of you may wish to use some uh, notes to help you along with that. That's perfectly fine. And I recognize that public prayer has a different feel to it. I'm just focusing though on uh, our private communications with the Lord at the moment. Tell him how you really feel. He's your father. Tell him what you're scared of. You can tell him what you want, what you need. He is your perfect Abba, Father. Now, all of us, for better or for worse, we have our perceptions of God shaped by our relationship with our earthly father. Well, our father in heaven is a perfect father. None of us dads are perfect fathers. We know that. But we know our father in heaven is. And he's always safe to approach. He always has time for us. I was thinking of this, Mike. I mean, sometimes one of my children may come to me and I don't know if I'm always handling it right, but I mean, I, I could be in the middle of something. I might just say, okay, just give me five minutes and I'll come out to talk to you. You know, sometimes we have to do that. But <laughs> when I pray to God and I come to him as father, he doesn't say to me, Matthew, just hold on there a minute. I'm, I'm dealing with some big stuff here with Mike Knox out in Manitoba right now. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. Believe me, I'll get back to you. No, he's ready to hear from me at any time. He's our perfect Abba Father, and he wants you as close to him as he has his son, Christ Jesus. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, just before you leave this first point, Matthew, maybe we could key in on that word crying. The Spirit is crying, Abba Father. 
think the only time we read of Jesus actually saying the word Abba, the Aramaic word Abba, is in the garden when he's crying to the Father. And it's a reminder of us, it's a reminder to us of, of how much we need the Father, how dependent we should be, and how we can cry out to him at any time. It's not just, you know, when we're feeling sentimental, but but when we're when we're in the depths of despair, when we're in life's most painful moments, we can cry out to our Abba Father. Amen. Thank you. So blessing number one of having special VIP status with God, we receive the spirit of his son and know God as Abba Father. Secondly, we enjoy the freedom of sons. This is verse number seven in our text. Remember the broad context of Galatians. They had believed the gospel of the grace of God. Others came to them then and said, oh, but you really need to keep the Old Testament law of Moses to be truly saved, to be truly spiritual. And Paul is writing to tell them, get back to the gospel of grace. It's better than law. In the gospel, God has given you the freedom of being a son of God. Don't fall back into the thinking that you need to earn your status with God. That's not the gospel. I've given you, God says, I've given you VIP status as sons by grace through faith. And this is really important for some of you today, I think, actually. So I'd like you to re-engage if you need to or remain engaged if you're still with me. Your position as one of God's sons does not depend on your performance. Your position as one of God's sons doesn't hinge on your performance as a Christian. Now with, you know, with airline loyalty points and Starbucks loyalty points, you can lose those points if you don't use them. They expire. I think that's a total ripoff, but your status depends upon you continually buying more. You need to work to keep your status in those programs. Well, your status as one of God's sons will never change. He's put the spirit of his son into your heart and he will never take him back. Yeah, this is a big point, Matthew, uh, because we, we can all feel this pressure to perform as Christians and worry that we're not going to do it good enough, that uh, we're not earning our points in the system, if you will. And we, we must have this truth to fall back on that uh, regardless of how I'm performing right now, there's something fundamentally true about me that will not change. And that is I am, I am God's son. Yeah, it's so easy for us to think like a slave who's afraid of being beaten by his master. You're afraid of being beaten by God, maybe. Well, verse seven says, you are no longer a slave, but a son. Am I living like a slave, afraid of being beaten by my master? Or like a child, a son, assured of my father's love? So we always have a place at the father's table. Always. Remember, relationship growth takes place where there is certainty of acceptance. That's true in all of our relationships. That's true in the church. That's true in our family. That's true in our marriages. And it's true in our relationship with God. You are free to grow in your walk with the Father because you are accepted as his son. Another obvious point of application when we think of our freedom as God's sons, a big point in Galatians actually, is we're not under the law of Moses. Don't put God's people under a system of law. The law of Moses is not what rules my life. The indwelling spirit of God's son does, and he gives me freedom. So a quick recap, uh, blessing number one of having this special VIP status with God is that we receive the spirit of his son. And then just now, Matthew, you've taken us to blessing number two, which is we enjoy the freedom of sons. So take us to blessing number three. Blessing three, our final one for today, we are heirs with God's son. The inheritance that belongs to Christ is ours. How can that be? 
He's the son. He's the one that did all the work. But we're sons too. We've been brought into this by adoption. But it's like God treats us as if we did everything that his son did. Hmm. Yeah, this is why the gospel is so outrageously wonderful. I mean, all, all we did was put our faith in Christ, and God has made us heirs with Christ in his kingdom. Praise the Lord. I, I mentioned there at the beginning about my visit to Peace by Chocolate on the Halifax waterfront. I took one of my sons and a couple of friends there recently, and Carson pointed out to me that I could scan a barcode and get Peace by Chocolate VIP status. Sounded good to me, so I did. And do you know the elite special VIP status perk I received? Wait for us. 10% off my next purchase. Wow. Now, do you know what I receive with my VIP status in God's family? Everything. Everything. Romans 8.32, He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us Everything, the meek shall inherit the earth and the spirit of God's son within us is the guarantee of our future blessings. It's great to be saved, isn't it? Amen. Yeah, what a mercy of our good, good father to give us this VIP status. Yeah, so we are free to live in the good of our acceptance in Christ. We have an unchanging status that doesn't depend on our performance Ask yourself that question, am I living like a slave, afraid of being beaten by my master, or like a child, a son, assured of my father's love? Remember, God has placed the spirit of his son in your heart. He wants you as close as his son. He sent his son to give you the status of sons. He sent the spirit of his son that you might have the experience of sons. And just like the Lord Jesus did, enjoy calling God Father when you pray. He's a good father. Matthew, you had these precious words of our Lord Jesus uh, from Luke 12 in the notes. And, and so can I just read them to finish off this episode? Please do. Yeah. So our, our Lord says, don't strive for what you should eat and what you should drink. And don't be anxious for the Gentile world eagerly seeks all these things. And your father knows that you need them, but seek his kingdom and these things will be provided for you. Don't be afraid, little flock, because your father delights give you the kingdom. Amen. May the Lord bless these words to you all today. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we look forward to seeing you next episode. 